Okay, friend, it's confession time. I have recently caught myself more than normal responding when someone asked me the question, hey, Brittany, how are you doing? With, hey, uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm just, I'm busy. I'm really busy. <laughs> and if you have ever caught yourself with a similar response, talking about how busy you are or how you're just in a busy season right now or you are really ready for things to slow down. Join the club, my friend, because we're, I feel like we're always in some sort of a season where it's just one thing after another. We think we're going to get through the season that we're in and things are going to slow down or things are going to change, but more often than not, they're just going to continue looking slightly different, but still feeling just as busy as before. So that is why I am so pumped for you to hear this part one of a two-part conversation with my friend Shayla Darty. Now, this episode was so good, we ended up going on for about an hour, and so we split this episode into two parts so that you can just make it a little bit more digestible, hopefully for your commute or whenever you're listening. So today is part one of a two-part episode on how to stop pressing pause specifically on your food freedom and health journey. Now, the reason we're doing this, and I'm this intro is a little bit longer than normal because I want you to understand that I am regularly in some kind of a quote-unquote busy season, and it's so easy to pause, like to create these habits that are helpful for us or to start getting some momentum and then to go, I just need to say no to this right now and pause and pick it up when I'm not so busy or when things slow down or insert whatever you know excuse happens to come up at the time. And so today, Shayla and I are really going to dive into how do we continue creating and sustaining healthy habits, physically healthy, mentally healthy, spiritually healthy. How do we do this in a way that is going to be effective? And I especially wanted to get this episode out to you guys before we really dive into the heart and soul of the Thanksgiving and Christmas seasons, because... If you're listening to this at the time that it is airing, you are probably about to be or maybe currently in the thick of it when it comes to planning for these kind of holidays. So without further ado, let's dive into part one of this episode with Shayla Darty on how to stop pressing pause. Welcome to the Joy-Filled Eater podcast, the show that helps you cultivate a joy-filled relationship with food, your body, and Jesus. My name is Brittany Braswell, and I'm a Christ-centered registered dietitian and eating disorder recovery coach on a mission to help you break free from the bondage of food guilt and body shame so that you can start fueling your physical, mental, and spiritual health all from a place of joy. We'll be spilling the tea on all things diet culture, even in the church. Think of this as your weekly dose of nutrition and body image real talk mixed with biblical encouragement from your Southern bestie. If you love Jesus, are sick of having negative body image, and wish food didn't feel so complicated, then welcome, friend. This show is for you. So grab your coffee, get comfy, and prepare to be challenged. This is the Joyful Eater Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to another week of the Joy-Filled Eater podcast, and today I feel like it's going to be a conversation that applies to absolutely all of us, because if you have ever been asked, hey, how are you doing, and your initial response is to say, oh, you know, I'm just so busy, this conversation, you need to hang around for this, because I have got Shayla here with me today, and I'm so excited. I'm going to let her introduce herself in a second, Um, but we're going to be talking about Essentially, how do we break out of that 
busyness trap. And when we're in the middle of those busy seasons, how do we not let them take over our health and our wellness and our fitness and our normal rhythms of life? So um, I probably need this conversation right now just as much as everyone listening. So I'm so excited to get into it. Shayla, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Before we get into this conversation on creating rhythms and working through these busy seasons, um, just for those of you who don't know Shayla yet, Shayla, would you go ahead and just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? I would love to. So my name is Shayla Darty. Darty like party is how I explain that to everyone because for whatever reason, our last name has a lot of unnecessary letters. And I, of course, I blame my husband for that, but I am married <laughs> and I have two kids. Uh, and as of recording this, I have a third one on the way as well. And my husband is actually in full-time vocational church ministry as a student pastor. And so our lives are never dull. We're always going and doing. So this busy lifestyle, we get a hundred percent because we are in the middle of it all the time. And I was actually in full-time ministry and church ministry before my husband and I got married because we met out at Southwestern Seminary in Fort Worth, Texas, both getting our master's. That's where my dad has his master's from. Yes. That, that seminary. Awesome. Love it. Yes. Yes. So we both have our master's from there and I was in full-time church ministry, but then when we got married, I really felt like the Lord was calling me to serve alongside him in ministry with him. And we were like, what am I going to do? And we actually met in a CrossFit class in seminary. And so I was like, why not just go get my CrossFit level one? All these things. So I did. I went and got my CrossFit level one. I ended up getting my certified personal trainer, a whole bunch of other certifications, prenatal postpartum, precision nutrition coaching, uh, you name it. I probably have it, yoga, all the things. And so I just have this passion for health and fitness. And the Lord really interweaved that through those seminary years where I was studying the theology of, of him and then also building this healthy lifestyle and learning what that looked like. And now I get to, I, I get to be in this space and help really crazy busy women, uh, whether they're moms or working women, married or not married, build healthy habits and stay consistent and exercise all through the lens of focusing on the gospel in Christ. Oh man. And there's so, so many aspects of busy seasons, right? Yes. Um, and there's a whole other layer to that when you involve ministry. I, mm, yes. I grew up, my dad is a music minister. And oh, so yeah. we grew up in in the church and he used to do student ministry. And it's, it's an extra layer of nonstop because Sunday's mm-hmm. a big day, Wednesdays are big days. And then, you know, yeah, with ministry, maybe between. any day in between. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, so as as a mom, as, uh, like you're in business, there are a lot of things that you're doing. You're podcasting. We'll touch on that here in a little bit too. Um, busyness can seem to be, I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's often an excuse that we use for a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a valid reason for a lot of things, but it also can easily become an excuse. And so one of the big things that I see a lot of the ladies, a lot of the students that I work with, I work with a lot of college students as well. Um, one of the big things that I, that I see that keeps people from either starting or continuing Mm. to make progress on their journey to food freedom, better body image, and even like health, like physical exercise, movement, fitness is going, well, I'm, you know, I'm just too busy right now. I don't have time to 
make that a priority. And we do not need to over-prioritize physical health. I have talked about this. That's another conversation. But we are called to be good stewards and honor our body. And physical health is one aspect of Mm -hmm. that. And Mm -hmm. so the biggest kind of, I guess, fallback or consequence that I see when that becomes like, I'm I'm too busy to consider this or to think about this is just that huge lack of consistency, right? We feel like, oh, we're finally, you know, making progress. I'm getting, I'm feeling more endurance now, or I'm feeling stronger, or I have more energy and I'm sleeping better. And then some season of life hits, we just hit for us, it's baseball season, right? Mm, So we have baseball season. And then in the same week, our church has, um, like a couple times a year, they do Wednesday night classes for like eight weeks. So it's like a little mm-hmm. mini semester of a, you know, a particular type of class, like discipleship yeah. related. Um, and so that means we have two late nights a week now, and that mm. kind of throws off our normal schedule and rhythm. And so yeah, that lack of consistency can really easily, if we let it take over yeah. and we can experience a lot of frustrating physical and mental changes with that. So just to kick us off here, Shayla, Mm -hmm. um, we're going to really talk about how do we stop like pressing pause on all of these things. So what do you typically see happen when maybe someone you work with, maybe even yourself, if you've had this experience, um, what happens when we end up going, I think I'm just going to like put this on hold for now and come back to my health or come back to my fitness later when, you know, when we're not in the busy season or when things finally quote unquote slow down. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I will say to that, we're going to talk about this a little bit later and I'll go more in depth uh, in just a moment, but it's not completely our faults when it comes to busyness. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but just for anyone listening as they are listening, don't tune out yet because we're not guilt tripping you. I'm not going to be like, you should be doing this. You should be more disciplined. Um, I'm not going to shut on anyone, but I am, we're going to speak truth in love, but also talk about how culture has a lot to do with that. And, but specifically like what typically happens and it has happened to myself, which is how I've learned through this. But most often I see in my clients is uh, when we choose to press pause, and I'm going to use that phrase, either press pause or all or nothing mentality or yo-yo cycle. They're all very interconnected and related of the yo-yo cycle of diet and fitness. But when we choose to press pause, it can really feel like the right thing to do in the moment. Because like you said, we're busy, we're overwhelmed, we have our, our season is changing, whether that's with the changing seasons or the sports seasons or whatever it is going on, things can seem mentally overloading. And so it's like, I'm just going to press pause on this. But the reality is, and I realize this is going to sound a little bit dramatic, but pressing pause is actually the most detrimental thing that we can do for our wellness journey. And unfortunately, what is being created, which we're going to talk about a little bit more later, is not a habit of health lifelong. It's actually a habit of pausing. And instead of, you know, what we think we're doing is relieving the stress in our lives, what we're really doing is staying consistent in a habit of pausing. And that can make things really hard to achieve goals if you have goals or your health or your fitness and really see the benefit of lifelong health and fitness instead of what this pressing pause looks like. 
Oh, that's that's so good that not only are we pausing on maybe something with that we were doing that was benefiting us in some way. Usually, I mean, we know physical exercise is not just beneficial physically. It's hugely right. beneficial mentally and for other reasons. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, when we feel like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm struggling with being consistent. No, we're not. We're being consistent yeah. with the stopping. I love that. Yeah. I've not thought about it that way or put that language to it. And I think, I think that's going to be a big light bulb for, mm-hmm. for some of you guys that are listening that are going, I don't know how to be consistent. I don't know how to create. Oh, you do. Habits. Oh, we do. We do. Just in just a, not, not inappropriate place. We want. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. So, so we know kind of a little bit what pressing pause might do then that we're creating mm-hmm. this new habit of stopping. So yeah, how do you see that showing up, especially in a lot of the clients that you work with that are like, Hey, this is something I'm struggling with. I am pressing pause. How do you see that showing up for for a lot of people who might struggle with that? Yeah. So practically, just to to give a few examples, um, anything joining a new workout program, a new nutrition plan, going really hard at it, you know, like the six week challenges they have out there or 75 hard, you know, not bashing it, or even if 75 soft, you know, uh, whichever one, or like even, you know, for you, you have your body image course and all of these things, starting something and really applying it and doing really well for three to five weeks. And then something happens. It's like you get a virus or a cold, especially if you have small children, that happens probably more like every three weeks. Uh, it, and, or it's, life happens, a family, something happens with a family member or baseball season starts. And it's like, well, maybe I shouldn't have, you know, started this when I knew this was coming. And what happens is no matter what you're doing, you're joining something and you're saying, I'm going to dedicate this amount of time to it. And I'm going to do X, Y, Z. I'm going to follow the plan. I'm going to, you know, go all in. Usually these programs come with both a fitness and nutrition component to it. It comes with all these rules or regulations and it's going all into it. And then it's once you're into it, usually the average is three to five weeks. Some women make it a little bit longer or they make it to the end of the program, but three to five weeks, something happens. And it's like, whoa, maybe I shouldn't have started this or any. We're going to talk about this more too, but the, I'm going to go ahead and jump into this a little bit, but the, the thought is it's very honorable. It's like, okay, I were women. You just did a a podcast episode on perfectionism. (laughs) You know, I think you had a guest on that one and we, but we want to do things well and we want to go all in. And I often what my clients come to me and they say, I'm the type of person that wants to go all in, that needs to go all in. That's how I can get it done. I need to focus on this for this X amount of time and get it in. And the question that I ask is, how has that worked in the past? And which is a very hard question to ask. Say it again for the people (laughs) in the back. (laughs) This platform. You know, back in 2019, still a little bit, keto was huge. Keto was really big with like 50 to 60 something year olds. And so I'd have a lot of women coming to me, like who had been doing keto and then quote unquote fell off the wagon. And they're like, you know, keto really works for me. It really helps me lose the weight. You know, I feel so much energy, like you were saying earlier, all of these things. 
And like, you know, I just need to, I, I just need to get back at it. I need some help. I need some accountability. It's like, well, if it really worked for you, you would have maintained the weight loss, you know, and, and it's not just a, an issue of accountability. It's an issue that we don't know how to maintain our results. And we also don't know how to actually lead a healthy and fit lifestyle and active lifestyle in the really crazy busy seasons of life, which is 95% of our time. You know, we can dedicate those three to five weeks, but then when something happens, it feels good to be able to say, I'm going to press pause. I can't think about this right now. I can't do all the things for this. And that's totally normal because you feel overwhelmed. It's too much. You need to focus on your family or your, for us, ministry, for church, serving. There can be a lot of things you can put there to say that you need to focus on. But the reality is when we press pause, that's while it feels relieving, it's not actually teaching us how to have this healthy and active lifestyle lifelong. And so when these women are coming to me, it's because they're just tired. They're tired of trying to do it all. And they're tired of trying to get the results and never achieving it. And it feels good too to start something fresh. I'm sure all, you know, yes. spring cleaning, right? Or fall, mm -hmm. you know, when kids go back to school, it feels really good to be able to be like, I can dedicate all this time and I can do this. And so there's this feeling good sensation that comes with starting fresh, starting new, making a plan, you know, mm -hmm. figuring out how we're going to work it. And, but then when we press pause, we were saying, okay, I'm overwhelmed. I can't do it. Maybe even throwing in some scriptural reasons of well, I need more rest, you know, not saying that's a bad thing. We all have to be in tune with the Holy Spirit and understanding what he's, he's telling us. But really when we're pressing pause and what these women, what's happening is it's allowing them to stay where they are without feeling guilty. And it's because they want to have this strategic plan and feel like they have to do it all. And they've constantly felt like they've failed at that before. And so what feels really good is pausing because then they're not going to feel like a failure because okay. they are initiating the pausing and yeah. saying, well, I'm just going to go ahead and press pause right here. And I'm going to stop because I can't do it all and I want to be able to do it all. And usually when you are doing it all for a certain amount of time, six, eight weeks, you get really great results because you're going really hard doing all the things. Mm -hmm. But then what happens after that's over? You know, that's where they end up back on my doorstep. Like I've been in this cycle and I just want to get out of it. I want, I want health lifelong. I want to stay at the same weight. And they've just never learned how to do it and never been, never been taught how to do it either. Cause culture isn't teaching them that. No. And so, so I see this show up with my students and clients and other people I know, friends, family, a lot. And I love that you said like, it, it takes off that layer of guilt that we think will be there. Yeah. And so we, we press pause and we go, I'm not stopping. I'm just pausing it for now. Right. Or we get on that high almost of like, yeah. I'm starting something new. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Makes me think of yep. that, that like high school musical song, like this is the start of oh. something new. <laughs> You know, yeah, it is. It's like, oh, it feels so right, right? Yeah. And we get to this place where 
I mean, I love, I love lists. I love structure. You know, I love a project. And for so many of the women I work with, their body and their health has become this lifelong project with this stop and go, right? Mm -hmm. With like, so something, I feel like I heard you say this on a podcast recently or Instagram post or something. And I was like, I need to say, we got to say that again, is really one of the best times I believe to really press in, not this all or nothing mentality. Yeah. This is like what I work with, with a yeah. lot of women struggling is this, it's gotta be everything or nothing kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a grade, so I better get an A. Yeah. Um, yes. Is being able to like create these, these still consistent rhythms and the rhythms might change yeah. based on the season or based on what's going on. So we'll speak into that some more. Yeah. I'd love to hear your perspective on that. So instead of pausing mm-hmm. and getting rid of the consistency, like how can we shift it to still make, make it work with this season? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got to get away from that. Like, okay, because it's busy, we mm-hmm. can't do it anymore. Um, yeah. And being able to say maybe sometimes getting started in the busy season is what I need to do because if I can start it and create a consistent rhythm in the busy season, then I know it's something that will be sustainable for me for the long term. So yes, yes, you have already mentioned like culture. Culture does not. It has very much shaped this all or nothing mentality on go hard, do the thing, do all the exercise, get you you know an hour a day or whatever, whatever yeah. it is, however it changes. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you? What are some things maybe that you would say as a business owner or a wife, a mom, a trainer, a mom to be again? Yes, right? yes. Um, or what are some of the things maybe that you have done even in your own life? But like just just maybe give somebody the hope that like, okay, this is possible, right? Yes. That we've got yes. all these things going on, ministry, like throw that in there, right? Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you've done, Shayla, to overcome like having this busy or having this packed schedule yeah. while still creating and maintaining these consistent rhythms. Yeah. So I do want to speak to culture just a little bit to help yeah. validate anyone listening. And um, I, I'll use my own example as well as I go throughout that. But, you know, with these programs that are out there, and I'm assuming most of your listeners are faith-based listeners, if not, hey, Jesus, we love him. Um, <laughs> you should know him. But you know, a lot of these programs that are out there are not faith-based, whether nutrition or fitness. And in what culture, what these things are teaching us is the skill, like you were saying, of going really hard, going all out until it ends. But the skill that's not being taught to us is the skill of continuing on in the tough times. And so that's where, you know, it isn't always just us or our perfectionistic tendencies or our, you know, fear of failure, which all of that can lean into it and can add to it because of how culture has shaped things. But in and of itself, this industry very much pushes, you can lose this amount of weight in 10 weeks. You can get from X to Y and drop two pant sizes. You know, there's a, there's a prenatal person out there. I don't know who it is, but I just remember seeing her ads all the time during my first pregnancy. And I actually just started seeing them again for my third pregnancy, which is pretty crazy because it's like four years difference there. But her big thing was you can walk out of the hospital in your normal size jeans if you have a pregnancy, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and it's 
it's that mentality, that culture that we're constantly seeing. And when we are going hard, like I said earlier, when we are going hard, it's very rewarding because we are going to see the weight loss really quickly, or we are going to see all these things change. But what we're not going to see is what happens afterwards. We're so focused in the meantime, which we want to be focused on the present scripturally, but we're so focused on getting to those results that we don't stop to think, what's going to happen after I get there? When these eight weeks are over, we just assume, well, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing, but that's not sustainable. We're not going to be able to do that long term. And and that's really where I was is that I, you know, started in CrossFit and then, you know, found all the things. I'm a Enneagram 5. And so I'm a researcher and I love researching, learning, doing all the things. And I was in this mentality, this CrossFit mentality particularly, of, and their big thing, I can't remember their phrase, but uh, it's something to the effect of do it excellently or do everything really well. And, you know, and it, and it puts on this layer of pressure of I need to be doing everything really well. I need to be going really hard in my CrossFit wads. I need to be counting my macros at the time when, when I was learning all of this, if it fits your macros was huge, still kind of is, but in a different way. And all of that was really big. And what it led me to was moments of binge eating or moments of pressing pause and saying, oh, I'm not going to do my paleo anymore because I really want these donuts, but I know it's not good for me. So that there's that failure mentality, that doubting I can really do it, not actually achieving my goals, all of these things. And the Lord led me to this moment in in 2016 where he was like, enough is enough, Shayla. Like you cannot keep pursuing this and being in this cycle. Like, did you, do you not remember what you just learned about me? Like at seminary, you know, it was only last year, you know, it wasn't that long ago. Do you not remember that? Like you're only enough in Christ. Do you not remember that I didn't call you to do everything? I only called you to do what I called you to do. I only called you to, to do your assignment. I only called you to have a healthy body for ability, not for your own of vanity, you know, and it was like this shifting moment of something's gotta, gotta be better. And actually it's so interesting. I'm having this conversation today because that was in summer of 2016. I remember it very clearly. The Lord started rebuilding this mentality for myself and I remember I had stopped doing everything. It was the ultimate pause moment for me, right? Yeah. And, but the Lord, I can see the the Holy Spirit's handprint, footprint in this. And in that, I remember, and I just saw this on this picture on my time hop yesterday. So it was 2016, however many years ago. But I remember at the time before my husband and, uh, and I were married, he lived about 45 minutes away. He had had a big event that weekend and he came over. It was super late. We made waffles. And like, you know, I think in the time hop, it said something like uh, the Kodiak cake waffles, there was chocolate chip, blueberry, whatever. And we're like sitting at the table eating them. And I remember so clearly for the first time in years, three years, not feeling guilty eating that and not worrying about my macros. And it was in that moment, I felt so free. And I was like, there has to be a better way. Because I don't feel guilty right now. I don't feel defeated. I don't feel like a failure. I feel like I'm enjoying the life God has given me. And I can do that better 
in a more holy way, not a common way. And so that's where for me, training came in. A lot of training came after this to help build this. The Lord was piecing it together and I didn't know intuitive eating at the time, but currently I am a business owner. Like you said, I am a wife. I serve alongside my husband in his ministry. I have two kids. I have another one on the way. We have a crazy dog. You know, life is never dull, like I said, but what the Lord started shifting in my own heart and what I feel like he's He's still shifting in a lot of the hearts of women is that we've lost this art of celebrating the little things, of mm. celebrating the small habits that we do each and every day that lead to this healthy lifestyle lifelong because what we celebrate in our culture is the big results. What we celebrate is that we were a- able to maintain this big you know, program for the last eight, 10, 12 weeks, or we celebrate that, oh, wow, over the last year, 12 months, I've been in this crazy deficit. You know, not that they say that, but I've lost over 60 pounds in 12 months. And it's like, wow, sister, like, that's not good. You know, like, I mean, hopefully it is for you, but really sustainable wise, that's pretty, pretty radical, you know, and and we, but we celebrate that. And so what, what I found was, I was so caught up in celebrating how much I could do and feeling like that made my body this project that would make my body the way I wanted it to be, not necessarily how God viewed it or how he wanted it to be. And so in that time, he really started cultivating. And especially as, you know, I got certified and started working with women, he just began bringing all of these women who are in all of these really crazy busy seasons of life. And the Lord was like, here you go, Shayla, you're going to be in the same kind of season. (laughs) You're going to need to work with women who do the same, you know? Oh man, God's so good the way he does that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so I learned, I had to learn the hard way and I'm, I'm hoping to help other women overcome this slash learn it before they, they fall into this trap that life doesn't have a pause button. You can't just, you know, If you think of a marriage, right, if you were to come home and just be like, you know what, I'm just not feeling like being married for the next three weeks. Can we just press pause (laughs) on this? Or if you have kids, imagine if you said that about parenting, right? Mm -hmm. Every woman's probably like, yeah, I'd wish, you know, (laughs) but like you can pause being a mom for a week or an hour. Yeah, Yeah, honey, you you fine. Not even an hour, like a week at least. (laughs) But it's like, honey, you'll be fine. Like, I'm just not going to mom for the next like week. No, like that doesn't happen. And so it, it's this, why Why is our body and how we treat it negotiable when it comes to our body is the very thing that carries us to do all of these things that we are prioritizing more over our health? And I think it, it comes with a, a a mindset shift, a perspective shift of, one, why are we doing what we're doing? Do you have a biblical view of that? But then, two, can you, in these really crazy busy seasons of life, can you be content and satisfied with small, manageable, daily bite-sized pieces of health habits or fitness are you going to be okay with a three minute workout? You know, people will snub that like three minutes. I'm not going to do that. 
Well, you will if you're in a really crazy busy season of life and you can't do anything else, you know, mm-hmm. but it's this, this relearning that small things mean staying consistent, keeping it sustainable, and then actually continuing to build this lifestyle lifelong. Because when we press pause, we aren't building a lifestyle. We're just continuing to practice the skill of pressing pause. And that doesn't lead us anywhere in the end. It just leads us into reward, no reward, reward, failure. You know, back in this yo-yo cycle, this pause mentality, all or nothing, it doesn't lead us anywhere, you know? Yes. So yeah. So bringing that back into that all or nothing mentality, I love that you brought it back around to this because we, we've got all these like extremes here. Yeah. Use that word like, right. We've got, I'm going all in or I'm not going at all. I'm starting and then I'm pausing or stopping. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't do the small things. I got to do the big things, right? Yes. Small feels like a failure and big is the win mm-hmm. because the small things don't feel so sexy to talk about sometimes. Oh right? no. So flashy. Yeah. Like the, the, Hey, I did three minutes of walking or I did five minutes of strength training. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound like something that feels Instagram worthy. Right. Right. That, mm-hmm. Oh, Hey, look at me, look at what I'm doing. Now the pride thing, again, that's a whole other episode. Not going right. to that today. Yeah. But, yeah. We can talk about but, that first several. <laughs> yeah. We may bring that back for another, another episode, but being able to recognize that like there, there's so much beauty in the small things. It yeah. makes, it makes me come back to the story. I feel like the Lord is kind of bringing the story of David and Goliath to my mind because we see, yeah. we see that end result on like David killing Goliath and defeating him and, you know, helping the Israelites won this huge battle and the whole time leading up to it, David wasn't going to battle against giants. He was protecting the sheep on a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. right? He was like using this little slingshot and defending the sheep from things like wolves and lions and bears and yeah. things that still maybe don't sound small, but like that was his every day. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like the Lord just said, okay, I'm going to send you like, you know, these these huge giants for you to practice on and mm-hmm. then you're going to get really good at that. And then you're going to defeat this guy. But he, he created that consistency of yeah. David was able to recognize, like he knew he could tell when there were sheep missing. He knew like when something was coming, he had to be on his game and be able to fight off those mm-hmm. invaders, you know, before they took yep. over the the herd. And we, we've got to celebrate those kind of wins along the way and recognize that like, God, you are building me up. You're allowing me to create this consistency and these Mm -hmm. habits and the strength to be able to do physical strength, you know, as well, but like the mental strength and capacity and spiritual disciplines to be able to maintain and and achieve other things later as well. And so we have to celebrate, just like you said, those things that might feel small because small is small is more than nothing. Yeah. Right. Like yes. small and nothing is, are, are two different things. And mm-hmm. you can absolutely celebrate the things that it might feel like a small win today, but in five years or a year or six months from now, when you look back and you went, I was able to maintain consistency. That is mm-hmm. no small feat. If you don't have consistency in the things that you value and that matter mm-hmm. to you and that builds you up in lots of different ways. Yeah. It's a whole different level of reward. Yeah. Do you feel encouraged or inspired to take your next steps toward food and body freedom after listening to today's episode? 
If so, would you take 30 seconds to leave the show a rating and review on Apple Podcasts? It's the absolute best way to support the show and share what you're loving about it so that we can continue to spread the word and serve you with even more incredible topics and special guests. If you want even more free support on your food freedom and body image journey, then make sure you get on our VIP list right now. As a VIP insider, you'll get bonus podcast content from me every Tuesday to help you press forward on your food freedom journey. And you'll have the opportunity to submit requests for the topics and guests you want to hear from on the show. To get on that list right now, just head to brittanybraswellrd.com slash VIP or find the link in today's show notes. And lastly, if you're tired of trying to Google your way to better body image or food freedom, I have something for you. We have a course suite that can help you take your next steps. So whether you're looking for a Christ-centered approach to overcoming disordered eating, wanting to improve your body image without all the worldly affirmations and self-esteem mess, or you just need a little guidance to boost the nutritional value of your meals and snacks at home, I've got you covered, friend. Head to brittanybraswellrd.com DIY to check out our signature courses and find the one that best fits what you need right now. Thanks again for spending your time with me today. I'll see you next time on the Joyful Eater Podcast.